Hello, ladies and gentlemen, those in between and unaffiliated. Welcome to uh, the Novice Elitist podcast. And we don't know where this entry is going to go because yeah. we're it's undecided because. OK, so we've we've brought back the ultraviolet A-rated basement, which is great. Uh, I've wanted to go back to down there for a while after I spent countless hours cleaning it up. Uh, finally, you don't want to make use of it again, but. Okay, the criteria states clearly that what needs what goes down there is uh, it's got to be an OVA, and it has to have like a lot of schlock and smut uh, in it for it to be an entry down there. Mm-hmm. And this has only a bit of smut, so I'm going with it doesn't count. Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, we didn't count. Uh, well, I guess that was part of the Hideyuki Kikuchi series with uh, uh, when named Amnesia, but I guess. I guess Ninja Gaiden made it into the basement somehow. I guess just because it was so underground. Yeah, it's that one. That one gets in there just because, like, you're right. It's only like it's this length almost, and uh, there's never anything after that. So uh, it definitely belongs down there, but in a good way. At least I, I, I up, I, uh, I hold it. No, I'm not gonna say hold it up on a pedestal, a high one, but I at least like say like this feels good. This feel doesn't like it's pure schlock. Yeah, and and I, I agree. I'm not sure if this quite fits. The only thing that I would think qualifies not not just the ova element but this is another one of those kind of hidden things you'd only find in a dusty old basement like dragon's heaven has anyone heard of this i mean i don't know how this made it onto my list my anime list but i didn't have very many reviews on imdb there's i don't think there's been a dvd release for quite a while it seems like this is definitely kind of a a forgotten anime an anime abandoned you say anime abandoned yeah band to the gutter <laughs> yeah no just forgotten uh went by the wayside lost to the annals of time oh no <laughs> is it annals of time sorry i meant annals of time oops <laughs> <laughs> no we really are in the basement leave it in <laughs> and yeah I, I just yeah we we had a little bit of a limited amount of time today and i was just thinking oh, okay you know we had fun so much fun doing that anime last week let's do another one and i was just scrolling through my list looking for ones with short run times and this is one of the ones that popped up. But had you heard much about this coming in? I, I guess you said that you'd watched a video reviewing it. Yes, if some people are familiar and uh, in their certain, if in a certain circle uh, on the YouTube, there's a man by the name of Kenny Lauderdale. I'm assuming he's from, you know, Lauderdale, Florida. And he likes to review a lot of anime that doesn't get a lot of attention or screen time. So it's even more like obscure than what Bennett the Sage does on Anime Abandoned. And there's obviously mm-hmm. plenty of other titles and or YouTube channels out there that do the same thing. Um and he really likes to but but his shtick is that he likes to look at stuff that doesn't like have release dates or not recent but doesn't have um home 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 releases anymore. Like there like you can barely find anything. Like there's only like <laughs> There's like a newspaper article of this like one piece of animation or something like that. And that's it. Hmm. It's just like, oh, I think this exists. Yeah. And that's that's what's so great about the the era that we live in right now, because when I was first getting into anime, all this missing stuff, I mean, it was it was just gone. I mean, unless you want to buy uh, some old VHS tapes off eBay, there was no way to see this stuff. But now with YouTube, so much of it is just out there for free. It's it's pretty crazy, and not to mention all the resurrections with Shout Factory and is it Disco Tech Media? I think they're putting out a ton. Yeah, Disco Tech and uh, Right Stuff. At least the, that's where like the distributor for us up here uh, gets it from. And it's 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 too bad that because um, I, I was really into this stuff. Like maybe I don't know, like 2014 that era. And now that so much of this stuff's available, I just have not been dedicating that much time to checking it out so so that's another reason why i was wanting to go to my list and maybe maybe it's a good time to finally get back and check out all this stuff that i've missed out on for years yeah this is making me want to do a retrospective on animations that have very other it's it's not okay would you put this in strange animation this one no no okay but i i put this in like a little mini un categorized you're not putting this on the channel but like uh, a little yeah. like mini series where it's like otherworldly anime if that makes sense around the 80s hmm 
I can definitely pull out some other options if we want an unofficial series. I think we may uh, start something new here, but uh, for now, let's get on with uh, Dragon's Heaven. So yes, no, I haven't, uh, up until today, I hadn't watched it. Of course, I watched, like I said before, the um, Kenny Lauderdale video. I recommend you all go watch that because I think it's a cool piece of, uh, there's some trivia there. I don't know how much you, um, if you did any background information on this. Uh, There seemed to be next to none that I could find. Mm, Let's see, okay. Unless you could read and or uh, speak Japanese. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and I never really got into those YouTube channels covering this stuff. I'm not sure why I never... Maybe by that point, I was just starting to get away from YouTube commentary stuff, but... Well, to be fair, the video I'm referring to as of this moment was made three years ago. So I don't think you would have uh, heard about this, uh, or at least you wouldn't have watched that video in 2014. Now, do you remember if they had any background info or or still nothing? They did. That's that's the that's the one thing why I was like hesitant to watch it, because he does have a lot of like background information that he uh, somehow dug up. So I was like, okay, do I watch this? So it affects my uh, like I said, my opinion of this piece or do I wait till afterwards? Hmm. Well, yeah, perhaps perhaps we'll discuss it uh, at another occasion. But for now, we're going to be jumping into this. Uh, now, which version are we watching here? Which one are you watching? Okay, so I'm watching uh, this one called Dragon's Heaven OVA, uh, uh, parentheses, uh, or at least uh, high, uh, brackets, um, 1988 English subbed, uh, end of brackets. And we have uh, one by uh, Nico Mantia. I believe is the uh, channel. This was has about uh, 300,000 views and mm-hmm. it was produced on October 3rd, ni- 2019. Okay. 316,000. That's not bad. It's not bad yep. at all. Yep. Um, but you have found something. You have found something interesting, sir. What have you found? Yeah. And I, I didn't watch it fully. I discovered it after I watched this, the same copy that you discussed uh, earlier today. I found this 4k copy from uh, got next video. An official uh, 4K cop. Like it is, you're, you're correct, it is 4K, but it's yeah. like, I guess, like fan made. There you go. Yeah, and there was a couple, there, there was two different um, 4K ones, and one of them that I watched was only about 24 minutes long. And the motion with it was all wrong. It was a little bit jarring to watch. But then I found this other one, and it's, it's very, very crisp and tons of details about the restoration that the, the person put in their description. If you're interested in all the depths of, uh, doing fan restorations he goes into a ton of detail there and that that's really cool so i would highly recommend checking that version out but but i'm watching the same one that you're watching um will you put both of the uh links in the description for people who would be interested to you know listen to our commentary or just watch it on their own time absolutely yeah check down the description if you're interested and yeah there you go okay so uh preamble's done uh i guess let's begin so uh yeah if you can get your copies and literally like if, if you have a physical copy of this like keep it don't don't throw it away or not even throw away don't like give <laughs> it away um money, money even if money is tight nowadays keep this because this is like i don't know this is worth having as a piece of art uh, anyway um so yeah give it to uh your timestamp zeros and everybody please press play right now Umex. Yeah, Umex presents. Yeah, now this this whole little intro here caught me by surprise. I was not expecting some a live action title thing here and the rest of this live action footage. Yeah, the font itself actually being, you know, not not drawn, but well, sculpted almost. Yeah, and at the bottom of the screen here, is this is this French? What what is this? Kind of looks like French. It's either uh, no, it's either it's either. I gotta be careful with how I say this. I don't think it's it either is French or it's Portuguese. Mm. Oh, okay, makes sense. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I have to keep looking at them again. I was more focused on, er, yeah, I was more focused. Hmm. Yeah, we get a big title scroll here. Very. Uh... Yeah, fantasy-esque of the the 80s. Yeah, Dela, because that's not... Dela is is not French. Oh, okay. Mm. If I recall. Uh, Yeah, I never took French in school, so yeah, I could be uh, talking on my ass. I got a 50% uh, in French in grade 8, and then uh, was recommended by my teacher to not take French afterwards, but somehow (laughs) I've retained it all these years. There you go. There you go. It worked out still. 
<laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So what's uh, yeah? What's the dealio, sir? What's uh, give, give us the 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 four one one or what's what's going on here? Oh, with the the whole uh, scroll there. Yeah. What's uh, what's happening there? Yeah. Well, I guess there was these two states that were that wind up in this kind of endless war. Um, the uh, it's a Brazilian Empire, I believe, and then uh, Curatoria. And the Brazilian Empire is the the robots, right? They, there's a war between the humans and the robots. Am I picking the right sides here? Or is the Curatoria the humans? I, I can't remember. I believe. Yeah, I, th- I think. The, yeah, I can't. I can't fully remember now. And I just watched this a while ago, so it's not like. So that's <laughs> that's ignorance on my part. I'm unprofessional. Yeah. Either way, either way, there's yeah a big war between the two of them and. We get this. I guess we haven't got to the opening yet, but we're seeing our our titular hero here. Well, I guess not titular, really. <laughs> With the, uh... I mean, sort of like we we're sort of seeing like you know just a lot of like close up shots or just angles of him. Yeah. Uh, be like I guess just you know displaying him and and getting him ready for the camera. <laughs> just like here's my here's my good side. <laughs> and by the way, so much of this footage just shot on VHS, very close up. It was making me think a ton of uh, Red Dwarf whenever we see the outside of the ships there. Very, very similar type of uh, photography. So I'll admit this shot right here uh, when we see the VHS screen and then uh, we see his nemesis. I didn't realize that was his nemesis. I thought that was him. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, I, I, I should probably use actual like names here because that's probably not going to be helpful for people. Um, but Cheyenne, I believe is his name. Uh, the protagonist is Cheyenne. Uh, or Cheyenne. Yeah. Cheyenne. I think it is Cheyenne. Uh, and then there's his nemesis who we see in the video uh, screen, which is Elm Dane, I believe. Elma Dane. Yeah. Elmi, Elmi Dan. I, something weird. It, it almost has like a Tolkien kind of sound to it a little bit. Or, or for some reason, I want to call him Elm. Uh, yeah. Elm Danes or something like that. But yeah, anyway, um, I love the footage of the head, by the way, here moving around. That's cool. Okay. So here's my, here's my thing. This is awesome. Would have been cool if it was stop motion or do you think it would have looked creepy? Uh, stop motion might've been cool, but this, I don't know. There's something, it's got kind of a, almost like a horror element to it. It's, it's very mysterious. Ooh, well that's interesting. Cause the score does not make it seem horror. No, it doesn't. You're right. But I definitely could see what you're talking about. Where there is like an uncertainty of like, is he good? Is he bad? Yeah, and I love the image of the the person in there. I was like, oh wow. Yeah, the pilot just you know being in that cockpit area. Yeah, it was some of this footage was actually reminding me of the recent um, Phil Tippett film. Oh, what was it called? Oh yes, you mentioned that re- uh, yeah a while back. Uh, something God. Oh, I, I gotta look it up <laughs> from last. Wow, year. all this animation—it's so great. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> saying it's just like this is better CGI effects than in the Flash, at twenty twenty three. Sorry. Yeah, and this was also making me want to go back and rewatch Robot Jocks. Yeah, there's something about the untapped potential of the giant mechs in in live action. I don't think we've seen too much of it. Oh, it was Mad God, by the way, the Phil Tippett film. Yeah, stop motion horror film a similar look to this in some ways too well camera's going crazy yeah i mean at this point uh it's i i would say everybody like i'm not gonna say i, I yeah i'll just say like suspend your disbelief like yeah there's not they kind of look like toys <laughs> not just that but like there's not much here but you're you have to use your imagination and think of it again as like almost like a, a short film. And I think it can honestly be a pretty, like considerably a, a, a pretty good short. Film. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. But just out of curiosity, what do you think the intent of that live action sequence was? If there was one, I, it, honestly, it could be like, you know, we have budget. We want, I, I, I trying to remember back to the video, apparently like what Kenny did is like, the director and the creator wanted to like do this. Like he really just wanted to show off like these two robots fighting uh, or at least just show off these like, you know, real life robots. And 
all right, models, I guess, in this case. But like, yeah, I mean, it also just could be a prelude to what we're going to see on, you know, uh, animated screen. Uh, not at the moment, but right, because right now we're uh, coming into a uh, into the scene quite crashing. Yeah, the big war. The kind of a prologue section of the yeah very intense battles. Yeah, I can't tell if those are, I think those are humans, but yeah, it's weird because some of the robots in this film act very human-like. Yeah. Which, oh man, like for a lot of people might just be jarring for the fact that we're talking about like uh, robots with like human appearances or human behaviors and mannerisms in, in this day and age where, you know, we're having discussions of AI finally. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting. Definitely interesting. Uh, but I wanted to say just briefly about that live action scene. Yeah, you saying that it probably was just the director and just wanting to kind of, oh, look, look how cool they, these robots are. Yep. I, I got a vibe like maybe it was meant to have like, look at these like mythical enemies. Like here they are. And I see what you're talking about almost. But I, I maybe that's not what they're going for. I don't know. But I got that vibe. I like that read. I, I never thought of that read of like, you know, look at these two mythic heroes or at least, you know, protagonist and antagonist. <laughs> yeah, especially considering that they... Their battle wages like a thousand years if you if you think about the time. Yep. So his name is Anton, last name Agonist. <laughs> or Ganis, excuse me. But all this this animation, it's yeah, it's it's immediately grabbing, I think. The designs of the ship, like maybe they're not exactly practical or they you'd see them like it's not like, you know, what you'd see in aliens, but at the same time you're like, oh, this is Yeah, you don't I, I gotta be careful with <laughs> finish that line. <laughs> it's like you think. Yeah, I think you all know what I'm about to say, but it's like I want to. I think there's probably animation today that I'm not gonna say does has the same intent, has the same intent as this, where they're they're using animation to you know tell a story or at least you know be a little bit. How do I put this? Like um, unorthodox or whatever, thinking outside the box, but like. Cause, yeah, I don't know if you'd like. I <laughs> there probably is maybe some like college student films that are like this nowadays, but not to the scale. Like, well, I'd love to see them, but <laughs> but by the way, were you thinking of Nasca when she was running up on this thing? And well, I think we should think of the forebearer of Nasca. In fact, as I pointed out to years ago when we went to see Nasca in theaters, and we had just seen Heavy Metal. I was like, mm. don't tell me there's a difference between like, I'm not saying Miyazaki didn't come up with all of Nausicaa or his, you know, other works independently from Mobius and all the French artists at heavy metal, but. Oh yeah, definitely influenced. I'm going to, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Imitation is the highest form of flattery, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And we, we were, we discussed this movie a little bit before we started this, this commentary here, but. Yeah, we both discussed the Mobius influences, and those are another inescapable thing uh, watching this. You can just, the, the color choices, all the little specks and, and lines on it, all over everything. Very, very reminiscent of the Inkle, and especially the uh, the New York sequence in Heavy Metal. And possibly plenty other things that Mobius has done uh, throughout his life, and probably potentially other like French artists at the time. Mm. Oh, I love that shot, by the way, the cloud moving. Uh, I do have a slight, slight um, gripe with um, during that scene, mm. uh, which is like she says, like, oh, it's been like it's probably been the dust for like a, or the, the dune for like a thousand years. And I'm like, I kind of wait because I came to that conclusion myself without having watched this prior. So I was like, oh, that's that's cool that they're not telling us uh, that it's. We call it that it's been a thousand years just for the audience to kind of uh, realize it themselves and come to that conclusion. But no, she says it straight up. So it's like, ah, fair enough. I guess, I guess everybody needs to be, um, what do you call it? Everybody needs to have it be told to them, not like upside the head, but. By the way, I like the kind of juxtaposition with this mechanical giant with these little birds, like nature touching onto him in this, this world that's almost left them behind. It's similar to uh, the robots in Castle in the Sky, where some ah. of the, 
if you remember, like uh, one of those robots had a bunch of like grass growing over it. Not the same as, you know, Cheyenne here, but very similar. And I think it's also a little bit of like uh, artist touch or another like visual cue that uh, he's like a gentle soul, even though he's, you know, machine Hmm. and or he was built. He's sorry. He was built for war. Pardon me. By the way, uh, the start of this movie had kind of a, a tense kind of dark war movie element. And then this whole nude scene bit and he's covering his eyes. He's like, oh, can you put on some clothes? And she's running around with her her butt exposed to us. And pardon me for being prude, but <laughs> it definitely uh, had a quick vibe change. I was like, oh, now this is almost like a, a light comedy. And I was like, oh, this, what was the tone of this thing going to be? <laughs> forward <laughs> yeah i saw that but i was like eh it's it's an ova so what, what what else is to be expected again there there probably is what did i say but it was that in that scene where we just saw that like still image of like those merchants or uh street vendors of, of like what like i'm almost just like this is like east meets west almost like we have a bunch of like different cultures probably displayed on screen here it's like ah, i wonder if uh, such a thing nowadays such like uh, ideas and direction exist nowadays in animation somewhere hmm. i guess it's called one piece but <laughs> uh fair enough yeah and i'm curious what the market is currently for these kind of ova style movies if if they i'm sure they still exist on streaming and stuff i believe they're called now onas uh, original network animations interesting hmm they have been coming out since 2014, funny enough. Technically, there was that Ghost in the Shell uh, series that came out. Oh, when the hey was it? Like 2013, 14? That was technically, I believe, an ONA. Oh, okay. Hmm. I did not realize those that little those two little kids like sticking their tongues out at Cheyenne. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. That's an awesome detail. So th- those can either be humans or robots. I, I don't know. By the way, I like when he prints out like a little picture of his his arch enemy he's like oh this is the guy i gotta watch out for she's like oh wow he's even cooler looking than you and he's like thanks <laughs> like insulted yeah. a little bit uh i can feel like the dry humor there um but <laughs> when he when he first tore out that piece of paper i thought it was a receipt because of his <laughs> hand size but then to her it was like no it's an actual you know piece of paper i'm like that's perspective for you they they took that into consideration the animators had to yeah yeah, and one of the things I like here, because uh, I was also thinking a little bit of Pacific Rim. I mean, how could you not? Um, and it's nice that it's... Because uh, in Pacific Rim, even though they have to kind of mind meld with their their secondary pilots and their, their Jaeger, I like that uh, they have a similar thing here, but the robot is, himself has his own mind. So it's kind of the two of them having to be in sync in that way. I guess for... It's not developed very much, as most things aren't here, but... I for for the obvious people uh, like you know point out the obvious yes this is like Titanfall two before Titanfall two. Oh, interesting. Mm. Similar thing there. Last Casta Castle. Yeah, I did see that this this uh, director had some involvement with the designs for uh, one of the Gundam series. I think the, the it was like Gundam ZZ. Do you know that one? Gumball, yeah, Gundam Double Z. Um. No, I'm not familiar with that. Like, if you show, if I found an image online, I'd probably be like, ah, okay, that's what it is. Mm. Yeah, here's our here's our antagonist, and oh, he's slimy. Oh, he's like, I, I love his voice. Uh, he definitely sounds yeah. uh, like he's chewing the scenery, which is great. I kind of like this shot here. He kind of has a similar like General Grievous vibe to uh, Tarakovsky series. That's another thing that this kind of reminds me of. Not so much, but just what Tartakovsky was going for. Uh, I don't know. It just reminds me of that a bit. Yeah, I could see that in like that series. It has a, a kind of a laser focus on the action. I mean, we get some stuff here with the human character and that detracts a little bit from the action, but mostly it's a, an action piece and, and that stuff they put so much into to make it really, really shine. Yeah. All of Ikaru's lines are, very um 
how do I put this? I won't say utilitarian because she does the the actor is giving her some personality, which I like. There's some spunk to her, which I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, given some line offhand lines of like, oh, I uh, was a mechanic's daughter, or I was uh, my, my yeah, my dad was a mechanist, so uh, I know how to read manuals. Which is funny that he comes with a manual. That's that's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. Yeah, she does feel strangely at a pace with the rest of the. Because there is kind of a big conflict here between these two villains and then her kind of insertion between the two of them. It's funny how all the humans we've seen either have like masks on, they are blue faced or maybe they're aliens, but she looks like a anime girl. Like she's just the regular anime design anime girl. So it's like, hmm, I could see, you know, again, what the appeal is here. (laughs) Like I said... Geeks will definitely appreciate all the uh, tech on screen and then maybe also be like, hey, a woman. <laughs> yeah, there's her butt. Yeah. And um, I was wondering, was she just a scavenger at the start and now she's a soldier in this war or? So that's where J.J. Abrams got the idea for Ray. <laughs> oh, no, I was thinking of Ray as well. <laughs> I mean, I guess they don't really tell us, um, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh... They don't ever say, but she's obviously she. Well, first off, she interacts with like she lives next to, I guess that major city, but she lives outside of it. So, sure. <laughs> Again, I guess whatever you what your read is on her. Yeah, which I have next to none. Yeah, we we discussed in our previous discussion on Blood Rain, uh, the Curse of the Yoma. Uh, there was so much kind of hidden depths there. It felt like it was really thoughtfully written. This one, you can tell their focus was let's make these designs as cool as we can. Let's make the art really sell this thing. And the story, the the characters, ah, that stuff's secondary here. There's not, I don't think that there's hidden depths that we're necessarily going to find if we uh, watch multiple times. I don't think there's, yeah, like secret metaphors or <laughs> anything like that. That's what you say, but like, if you know Japanese culture... <laughs> Could be, could be. Maybe there's some more stuff here, but I guess that's a question for you. Did you, did you get any inklings of uh, something more here? I feel like this starts and stops as as it is. Like there's, don't don't worry, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I wish this was a series. Network, new, uh, sorry, Anime News Network claims that there was a m- manga adaptation. I'm like, but like the page had little to no information just like oh it's an adaptation yeah. of or there was sorry um dragon's heaven was adapted into uh an animation from this it's like what <laughs> like so i guess i would like to see what this world looks like um on screen or on in, on like um manga before an animation series but uh other than that i'm pretty much fine with for what this is because yeah Again, it's just all these images that are awesome to look at and it puts you in a different mood and uh, feeling. So I, I prefer it for that. Um, and we also had, a ref- I forgot to, we forgot to mention, there was a just big reference to the well, nukes. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it feels like that's maybe just for more a little, little bit of texture than anything. I believe so. I also love how it's called Dragon's Fire, or at least what you know the yeah. translation is called Dragon's Fire. I'm like that, that makes sense. I, I kind of like that. I also love how these, uh, these these bombers or these these um, uh, air uh, air fortresses or uh, airplanes kind of look like you know if they're from World War One or Two. Oh my gosh, I love those. More, I guess, like eccentric I, I like that a lot yeah they almost feel like the, the uh yeah like giant you know world war ii bombers those things combined with the uh the irradiated bugs from the toxic jungle in nausicaa feels like a melding of the two. Oh, aren't you clever um that's i guess this also reminds me of uh even though i haven't read nor seen it but i i know the premise of it similar to Appleseed um where there's also like a there's a <laughs> the brazilian empire Okay, is this just because like the filmmakers or the creators of this watched Brazil recently? <laughs> or came... <laughs> I was wondering why the hell they chose that. It's kind of weird. I mean, that's great, no, but where's my Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Come on, guys, what the hey? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, that's, yeah. that's weird to me. That's a cool design right there. Just like the ship goes into this giant head. It's like yeah. Look at that stuff. Like Oh yeah. I'm sorry, it sounds nostalgic and whatnot, but like it's 
and he's going to see the emperor like this this like darth vader like being is out to you know get his nemesis like yeah that whole head thing and going into here very very inkle but i think i think it all what's what's nice about this it has a very cohesive looking world and even though we don't explore a lot of it it's still in its way feels visually fleshed out like I, i'm never like jarred by anything except maybe that the music and her running around with her butt out that just felt a little bit out of place but <laughs> oh but that is one thing i I've, I've been holding off mentioning is just i i think the score to this thing is just fantastic all the way around oh uh, it kicks butt dude it kicks absolute butt yeah and that was another uh connection to heavy metal is that both of them focus on yeah just giving you such a kick-ass kind of it's almost like a music montage in it, as much as it is a movie with how thin this this plot is <laughs> Here's my question to you, sir. Do you think that this could have been a segment in heavy metal? Uh, it's a bit long, but I could I could see it fitting in. It's a little bit more anime than they go for, though, with the human designs. I think you're right on that, but I feel like it would probably have, like, I think it would be, like, right at home um, if it yep. was on there. Yeah, I agree with you there. Even having the uh, exploitative, like, oh, there she is, just laying on the sun, her panties. And I mean, there's so much of that kind of stuff in heavy metal as well. Just pumping in nudity. And yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking of the uh, Sammy Hagar uh, heavy metal uh, song going like like or track, excuse me, uh, playing in my head right now. Just for all this like iconography or all this imagery here. I like her battle suit, by the way. There's something about the, the giant shoulders and... <laughs> The weird feet. And yet, <laughs> insert uh, insult, yeah, insert insult to, or comment insult to Rob Liefeld and how, like, you know, he <laughs> oh. got it all wrong or, or whatever. <laughs> like, oh. look at this. This is so exotic. Like, it's so <laughs> impractical. And yet, you would also see it in, like, I'm not saying a museum, but it, it seems like you would put it in, like, a fashion show of, like, you know, <laughs> look at that. Look at how, like, um, exotic and esoteric this armor is. The giant pointy knees. She's got the high heels. Like, what's that thing on her back as well it's like a oh what the hey is that like uh whatever roll twos would wear oh yeah she's barely wearing she's not wearing a helmet or at least the appropriate <laughs> i oh i was thinking about the helmet too i was like oh she's... i'm not saying it needs to make sense but <laughs> the most vulnerable part her head let's just keep that completely unex completely exposed <laughs> how are we supposed to tell the uh the, the boys who watch this film or bought this film uh that it's a woman they're they're on they're watching on screen there you go they need to see that blonde long hair to know yeah i love the tanks coming out by that like that too i also love how like one of the airships is like uh cable uh, are attached to the uh main battleship yeah just like why, why is it that why <laughs> Oh, there she is. She's just chilling out, you know, kicking her foot back and forth like I do. I also like the before earlier when uh, Elm, I'm just going to call him Elm for now, was like uh, loading his gun. I, was like, I just like that animation. I don't know why. Like, and it's you can understand that there's a lot of real world analogies here uh, of just like, OK, like even though as alien as this world is, you kind of understand it until she fires like a rail gun or whatever yeah. it is like, what is this from One Punch Man when he like punches his uh his bud well doesn't punch his bud but like punches it next to him and all of a sudden you see like a crater behind him it's like half like a soul gun and she's just holding that thing that giant thing pretty much like by that point it is but it was cool it was a cool moment and in i was i was not necessarily criticizing by saying this is has nowhere near the depth of uh writing of that previous movie that we we covered uh, i'm i'm fine with this just being like a an epic short uh, fantasy or I guess sci-fi war film. I think that's all it really needs to be. Like it, this is totally fine for what it is. And especially because it's such a short running time, running time. I feel like I would still get a lot of rewatch rewatchability out of it. I guess in a way, this is almost like a proof of concept idea where if you did things different, of course, like if you, I'm not saying toned down, but if like the creators went on to like make a series very similar to this, but not using the same designs, uh, but it was, you know, much more, I guess, uh, could stick to the budget. I mean, where it's like, you know, it's a, it's a, 
thousand years or so in the future and we're you know it's this, we we see this like uh partner between not partner but we see uh this this human woman and this robot getting along with each other or being partners it's like yeah i could sort of see this being like a series yeah i guess that ties in a little bit to your apple seed connection yeah although of course that one's much smaller but I don't, yeah, I don't know if that was <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know if that was like, if that's what Masamune took from this or if it was, again, an, an independent thought. And oh boy, there's yeah. a nuke. <laughs> I feel like it was just some of the zeitgeist for this kind of stuff. I'm pretty sure you are correct. Yeah, and we will get to that at some point. I, I'd be curious to rewatch it, but I did not come away necessarily liking that first Apple Seed OVA, but, but I might like it more on a rewatch with my expectations reset. And she lived for some reason, like somehow. <laughs> She's just there. I actually love how um, what uh, Cheyenne says. He literally just, just like she's got luck on her side. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you know what? I I believe that as like a D and D fan, like somehow she just like rolled um, either a reflex save or a will save, and oh yeah, reflex save, and she or fortitude save, and she just survived. I'm like, you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that that whole luck on your side thing was just like. Uh hinting at the fact that she's Palpatine's daughter. So <laughs> or who's ever daughter in the original. <laughs> oh. Uh in, in seven, excuse me, because we remember we don't we don't know yeah. that. And here here's the thing where it's just like uh so did did Elm like was Elm inside of um Cheyenne's memory bank for those thousand years knowing where he was or that's an interesting question. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Again, I'll leave it to. Any, I think it's up to like any person's interpretation. Yeah, you know, one thing I things I like about the the choice of designs here is that the our lead character Cheyenne is this tiny little like spike head. We can barely see his eyes. We just had this little blinking light for his mouth. Very not human looking. And then the antagonist has this gigantic head. It looks like uh, it look. It reminds me of one of those old. Um, like video cameras, like the thin ones when you pull it the side, except that now it's on its side. Oh, yes. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, so Cheyenne looks like he's got a fin on his head, and Elm looks like Hey Arnold. Oh, Hey Arnold. There you go. That's good. But I like that neither one of them were in any way, like, humanized. They both are very clearly robot-looking guys. Oh, they, like, they're humanoid in the only, like, sense of being bipedal. And that's yep. it. Yeah. Like they, and I guess what they were also like the designers and the creator was trying to do was trying to make like a functional, like that was a lot of like, I believe that was a lot of things in the eighties where uh, some, a lot of creators were trying to make like, okay, how can we make like a legit robot here? Mm-hmm. And this is kind of what you would probably make. Cause again, you have to have a lot of support on the legs if you're going to like support yep. like the upper chassis. Yeah. It looks like uh, the new Godzilla's the giant beefy legs you gotta have those legs uh for all like just saying that mass and she just leaves like uh ikaru just she just leaves yeah by the way i love that the impact of that blast was so much that it blew apart her armor all of it was gone except for one piece in her shoulder but that head's fine (laughs) not a tatter in her hair not like no like she had uh technically she did get like cut from elm before but other than that it's like nope (laughs) she's fine yeah, no singeing on the hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I buy it. Not even that. Like she, uh, when she shot that like real gun or whatever it was earlier, she didn't even have like uh, her ear. No, fe- no negative feedback to her hearing, <laughs> so she's suffering no tinnitus. Hey, those earrings they uh, repel sound. Oh, that's really cool. I guess you know it is the year four thousand one hundred and or yeah, forty one thousand sixty three or whatever it is. Yeah, they left that out of the translation in the the, the beginning scroll. <laughs> No, you just get like actually, it's kind of similar to uh, in one of the back of uh, Miyazaki's uh, Nausicaa comics where he goes over like all of her like attire and what it all like means. So it's like that's that's that was it in the manga or something like that. Yeah, now it's the movie. They just yeah they somewhat easily defeated that that arch enemy, but still in a satisfying way. I think that the there was a nice kind of weight between their their interaction. Yep, and then yeah, they just they just head off back to the city together. Like, okay, victories kind of here. Maybe we'll still have to fight some of these robot guys, but yeah, 
And then we get this making of sequence and one of the guys giving us the finger just then. <laughs> Which is weird because like, huh? Why? It's just like, screw you who all thought that we wouldn't be able to do this. It's like, <laughs> we're actually doing it. It reminds me of me as a teenager. If someone was taking a picture of me, sometimes I just give them the finger like, hey, don't take a picture of me. <laughs> but but yeah, we get this random and cool little making of and they're they're speaking Japan and that's not or sp- not speaking Japan. <laughs> speaking Japanese and it's not translated. Yes, they're speaking Japanese in Japan. Yeah, there you go. Hey, maybe they'd shot this in BC, we don't know. <laughs> but um I doubt it. Yeah, it's not translated so we don't know what they're saying, but it's it's still cool getting this Yeah, just footage from that time. I'm not sure how big um behind the scenes stuff was in Japan at that time. I don't know. For, uh, their 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 films. I don't remember seeing too much footage for the Godzilla stuff from. Well, I guess there really wasn't much Godzilla stuff being shot around this time, but unless you like had Betamax and they had special features. Yeah, but I, I don't know. That's the thing. Like, where, where where yeah, where would all that stuff go? That's where like a lot of people who compile DVDs and Blu-rays like come in, where they're just like, all right, we're gonna find like all the promotional images and behind the scenes and or like you know uh, interviews and like put them all into one thing because VHS is now they don't have that. This is obviously like probably at the end. I think that's uh, the guy in the glasses. I believe that is the creator himself of this entire project, or at least the uh, one of the designer. Let me look him up here. Yeah, getting to see this in full lighting, you can see why they had it so dark because a lot of the details are missing. But the way they shot it was was really effective to still make it, uh, yeah, look very similar to that animated version and and quite cool. I think that's who it is. Like, uh, apologies if I'm incorrect on this, but I believe that it is Makoto Kobayashi. I believe that like the guy in the glasses uh, is the both he was the director and he was um, the original creator. Oh, cool. Uh, unless it was somebody else. Yeah, good eye for design. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. He wasn't the character designer, uh, but, and nor was he like the mechanical design mm. for this, but, uh, I, I'm assuming he like, you know, was a, a hands-on director, literally like, you know, wanting to see, uh, this project come to life. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I think his credit for, uh, yeah, that, uh, Gundam thing, I think he was the mechanical designer on that. That's kind of funny. He didn't do it for this. It's always funny, like, you know, I, I, I still don't know it fully, but I'm, I'm always wondering, like, what does mechanical designer mean? It's just like they're the engineer that designs the robots from the ground up. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it does say he has an art designer credit for this. But... Okay, fair enough. Get... Which, where, where's the source? Uh, IMDb. Okay, got it. Says video. I trust <laughs> that, too. That's a legible source of information, too, sometimes. Yeah, he was mechanical-based designer for Mobile Suit Gundam, I guess, Double Z. Or double Z, as you said. Double Z, okay. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, I mean, I know we could end at any point, ladies and gentlemen, those in between unaffiliated, but like... Yeah, might as well keep going. <laughs> we're seeing this through to the end. I know we had 30 minutes of animation, but honestly, we're giving we're, we're giving it our fair dues. Like, we're, we're, we're going till the end. Yeah, and I just wanted to comment, because all the OVAs that we've done... I mean, I guess Blood Rain was two 40-minute episodes... But there are a lot of these uh, non-feature length ones, ones that are under an hour. I guess this one's under half an hour. So so I'll be curious to get to some of this stuff and see how they use their run times and where they could be, could have been expanded more. It's kind of weird. His Like this? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, you, you keep going. Oh, no, no. You go ahead for this bit since we're still... Uh, his upper... Yeah, his upper body... Um, Cheyenne's... His, his upper body looks like a separate not peace entirely but it looks like it's a almost like a gunship or some weird like jet fighter yeah no i could see that and then his bottom was just like and his bottom was just like legs but i'm not saying that's what it is i'm just like yeah it kind of looks like that yeah and i guess they are still adding more and more pieces to it so yeah it's becoming more realized that's the yeah the (laughs) it's like i'll put it all together at once like um (laughs) again this is any any uh any lego designer or any like lego enthusiast would just be like oh my goodness and i would love to I, there probably is a lot of people who have like uh like made cheyenne out of like lego parts or lego pieces that'd probably look really cool that would be cool hmm. uh oh 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 yeah i was gonna say yeah uh, yeah even though this thing was so short i don't feel like it need to be any longer like even though the characters feel quite underdeveloped 
I, I don't feel like this thing was about characters. So for what it is, it's totally fine that way. Yeah, it was more of a like uh, experiment of like either experimental animate. Well, I don't say experimental. Well, sort of. Yeah. I mean, it's again, if you if you um, if you put all the story on paper, it's kind of basic regardless of Cheyenne and Elm being robots. It's like there's a basic, very basic premise of, you know, there's these two adversaries. One survives uh, like a thousand years in the desert uh being in like a coma or in a stasis and is waking up by uh, a woman and because literally like she like because of her approaching that's like what is deemed um him to wake up and mm-hmm. then uh they basically just re- once elm discovers uh shines alive he comes after him yeah so it's very very like a basic premise but i think you i kind of wish there was more but at the same time, I'm definitely happy with what we have. Yeah, and one of the interesting things about the OVA market was, I feel like uh, something like this would normally just be paired up in one of those anime anthologies. Something like Memories or... Uh, uh, oh, I can't think of another one. <laughs> well, Robot Carnival was... Yeah, they were much shorter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess... Oh, uh, what do you call it? Um neo was it neo tokyo neo tokyo yeah whatever the one yeah neo tokyo that's what it was yeah yeah there, there's but there's some other ones i just for a reason can't think of them right now but a short piece um but um yeah normally this kind of thing would just be paired up in those and and those have its strength because a lot of them have uh even though they they may have had some delayed releases over the years they still did get releases and they're still a little more well known than i think this is so maybe it's good to be paired up in that kind of regard. But some of those feel like they don't always have a cohesion to them. So something like this just being able to stand on its own is this this Dragon's Heaven. I think that's a, a strength of the OVA market. That something like this could just be sold on its own, even though it's so short. And then, of course, you question like, oh, what does Dragon's Heaven even mean? Well, first off, it's probably like... Well, no, because that literally is what it was called. Like they they called it Dragon's Heaven in Japan. Like that is that was not in like uh, Japanese kanji, I believe. That was like legit English. Um, when we saw that the the the, the title uh, in font, like that was English. So it's yeah. interesting they chose that. And if it translates to anything in Japanese, yeah, you know you're you're right. I wonder if they shot two different versions, one for the North American market and then one for not with the, just with that opening with the dragon seven bit which is interesting that they were thinking outside uh the japanese market yeah thinking internationally i'm like huh that's kind of interesting actually yeah this would have been around the beginning of the ova boom right i would think that that was like 86 87 yep so maybe they were maybe early on they were getting a lot of stuff shipped over to the states because i feel like into the 90s a lot of that stuff maybe didn't make it over in the same way which is interesting though, because even though this has an English title, there's no English uh, dub. Oh really? Oh oh yeah. No, there's not. That's interesting. There's this is one. This is one of those rare ones where there is no dub, huh. which I'm completely fine with. Which we also saw with um with Ninja Gaiden. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, yeah. Generally, I don't watch the dubs, so <laughs> it doesn't bother me. Which is smart. I'm gonna keep that in mind going, continuing forward. Because uh, again, if 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 you're wanting a laugh and you know just a good time, if you're you know inebriated or on a substance um, and you're late late at night, yeah, maybe go watch an OVA with like the English dubs because they can uh, you know tend to be mixed. I guess I don't know. I'm uh, I can't <laughs> throw the voice actors in, but yeah, if we're I, that makes sense that I should uh, watch a actual uh the, the the subs uh subtitle version of these but uh i didn't realize that they made two versions of cheyenne they made like the you know i guess not roughly like you know the model size like the or not the model size but the like big version of him and then they also made the smaller version of him oh and i also guess uh of of elm because there's elm right there yeah i wonder if the smaller size one was the one with a little person in it Ooh, good question i don't know they don't they don't show that in the behind the scenes here, but I wouldn't put it past. I actually thought that the, the well, uh, I think uh, is that the cockpit right there? No. Yeah, it's hard to tell. No, that's just another model. 
either way, it is cool that they have, like this came from nothing, by the way. Like I, I, I also just love the fact like all this came from, like maybe it's based off of a story. When I say story, like it was, it was based off of like you know a folklore story or something like that. I'm like, ah, oh, this is, but it just the fact that they like came up with all this from nothing other than like, you know, taking some inspiration from Mobius. It's like, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And definitely Nausicaa. I think I, I wouldn't put it past them, but, uh, they may be like, nah, we didn't like have Nausicaa in our mind. Like really? Yeah. It's like what? Three years before would have been out there. Big success. I mean, ah, you'd think they would be looking at that. I guess there was a miniature uh, pilot in there, wasn't there? But there was a lot. Like, there, oh yeah, there it is. There was a human in there as well. Like, there was an actual person piloting him. Yeah, yeah, we saw like the the hands moving around, and but yeah, I think that that would have been more, not in the actual suit bit. Oh, I guess of course. <laughs> yeah, see right there. That's yeah. Look at that. That that is like Dragon Seven. All right. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> um, so better than Iron Giant. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, not better than Iron Giant, but it's only because it's like, you know, there's a there's they're, they're both compatriots. So like, yeah, that one has a much more moving uh, story at the at the heart of it. Maybe it gets a little bit lost with the, the big end battle bit in that movie. And there's no like not that this is a bad thing, but there's no amnesia plot of the giant kind of uh, creating his own identity with Hogarth. This is like, no, um, Cheyenne has his own personality. As limited as we can see it in 30 minutes. Yeah, d- despite the fact that it's lacking in a lot of the the character stuff, I still think just on the art alone and and the little bits of uh, yeah, kind of rivalry between the main the main villain and the the hero, I think that stuff is enough to carry it for the half an hour run length easily. It's yeah, a very entertaining little piece of OVA history. I should have asked this last time. If if we had the ability to purchase this, okay, here's a good rating system. Uh, would you buy this? Uh yeah, I think I would. I mean, it's okay. So it's hard with the that 4K one free right there. I mean, that's. I mean, but but if they did put it out, I I think I would support them. Yeah, let's releasing stuff like this and buy it. Let's. All right, sorry. Let me let me put some create some ground rules here as I just came up with this on the spot. Um, let's. Uh, in this case, and for argument's sake here, this is like your—it's the '80s. Um, you've you've seen a promotional video of this, um, and you have money. Would you buy this? Yeah, no, I would. I would. I think that there's enough here to keep going back to. Uh, and I guess even though we didn't do this last time, I know we recommended it, but would you have bought in the day? So yeah, in, under my similar guidelines, you have money. Uh, would you have bought Blood Rain? Oh hell yes, absolutely. Yeah, I really, really like that. Okay, so there's our, there's a, so, so here's our, here's our, you know what, we might as well just do it. So yeah, here's our arbitrary scale, or here's our, here's our scaling or rating system of buy or don't buy between like the both of us. I guess I'll give my, my thoughts. Um, I guess, yeah, if I was, uh, if I was a guy, I, I, I would, I wish these were, these come in packs almost. Mm. Uh, like they would like come together. Some people might say that's a little bit sleazy, but like, I guess for both of them, yeah, I think uh, I think I would. Um, I kind of hope that like nowadays they would like come out with you know maybe a little bit like extra material or like you know maybe like designs or something like that. They come with like a sketchbook or something like that or behind the scenes um, uh, making of that. That'd be, I mean, we we got that here. I mean, but even still, that that kind of be uh, that'd be cool. I guess with uh, Blood Rain, I kind of wish that they did something similar with DC where they uh, gave us both like the manga and uh, the anime itself. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd definitely be cool. That'd be really cool. But um, for now, like, yeah, uh, thank you, Caleb, for for joining me on this one. Thanks for uh, this this recommendation. I am definitely happy to watch this, and I am definitely feeling this. Nice. Yeah, same for me. And yeah, look more, look forward to more anime. I feel like this is something I want to keep, uh, yeah, exploring here. Definitely on my list. It's in our palette right now. We're kind of like on a kick. I myself am like, let's do this. I'm, I'm kind of fun with that. So whether this little like mini series of uh, like eccentric or at least out of this world anime comes uh, next week or, you know, next time, I, I don't know, but definitely. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to be doing this for a while now because uh, we're kind of, we're kind of, oh yeah, we're just, we've got, we've got us on the bug. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, keep following us along and, I guess catch us on the next one.
Yeah. Uh, and if you and your family end up uh, being comatose for a thousand years, and it's a it's a battle of um, it's a battle between like robots, humans, pirates, and other uh, eccentric personalities, uh, you're just gonna be like, "Wow, that SpongeBob episode really did come true." Till next time, peace. Uh, so Caleb, let's, maybe this is a little bit like, I'm not gonna say import taste, but like maybe uh, not import taste, but maybe this is like kind of overdue and, um, after the fact, but let's go over a few of the other animes that we have watched on this channel. And I will ask you the same question I had before with our little like rating system of, would you buy or would you not buy? So, uh, let's go with, uh, what do we start with? Sonic, I think. There you go. Well, I don't know. It's started because there's also Ninja Gaiden, but let's go. Yeah. Would you own the Sonic OVA? Yeah, definitely. I will also say that is a purchase for my part because uh, for the music, for the visuals, for uh, the concept and or the execution of Sonic in that sense, that is what I'd like to see more from Sonic. Mm. So that's a plus. That is also a buy for me. Uh, Ninja Gaiden OVA. Mm, I'd have to see it again. From, that's at the moment, respectable i would say not particularly interested yeah but in like not a like oh like in a no, no oh, is it not in like a emotional scale of like an angry one it's just like no i haven't seen it in a while so i i can't comment yeah i don't really remember if i liked it or i i also haven't listened to that uh commentary in a long long time so yeah yeah <laughs> um uh for me i i think i would um because if i'm a video game guy even though i've never played ninja Gaiden, it's just like i feel like i probably would Hmm. Yeah. Now, what was it? Wicked City next? Well, I own that, so it's kind of funny. I would, but like, yes, Caleb, would you own Wicked City? Mm, I mean, maybe as a completionist for the Hideyuki Kikuchi uh, catalog, but for my own devices, it's not one that I'm have any intention of really rewatching much. So probably not. Uh, without the Hideko, Hideyuki Kikuchi uh, retrospective, no. For the fact of how all over the top and violent it is, yes, uh, that kind of stuff I like. Um, hmm. A win name and yeah, that one, yeah, that one just didn't really interest me much. But but sorry, go ahead. <laughs> that's no, that's fair. I think it's the visuals and the look and yeah, just the fact that we don't see that kind of animation style anymore. I'm just like, yeah, why not? That's fair. Like it's yeah. it is like ultra violent, and there is a lot of uncomfortable parts to it. But at the same time. I just, yeah, I kind of, I kind of like that stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it, it's no different than you with like all those um, exploitation films. Yeah, I was gonna say I own, uh, I think three copies of Last House on the Left for whatever reason. So I mean, who am I to oh, judge? Boy. Or <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I'm not judging, but no, you you make you make sense. No, not judging. Yeah, yeah you make sense. Uh, this is fair. So like, you know, everybody has like some form of like exploitation film or something very taboo in their collections. So uh, what I was going to say was a wing named amnesia. I think I've seen it enough. <laughs> I'm with you there where I'm like, yeah, that's a hard pass. I will, uh, <laughs> I'll catch it on reruns if they ever put it out on like TV. There you go. Which I wish they did, uh, but they don't. <laughs> uh, what else is there we've done? Uh, I guess I, it's, I don't know if it's the yeah, Vampire Hunter D. Yeah, Vampire Hunter D, I think, was next. Uh, yeah, I think I would buy it. Yeah. I mean, I own it, so I don't know if I could say that right. But <laughs> Yeah, you could just say I own it, because, yeah, that answers the question. But if this is in 
but this is also like transporting ourselves to a time we didn't exist yet in so and we didn't have awareness to so like you're a kid in the 80s and you see vampire hunter d you're like oh is that like is that worth my purchase that's a good question I don't know. I'd 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 rent it before. Now it's now I'm introducing renting into the equation. It's just like where is this? Where the hey is this? Yeah, there you go. Now you're. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll add that to this list. So it's just like <laughs> all right, all right, rent or uh, rent buy or pass. Oh no, the rent is making it too complicated. Because how else are you gonna see it back then? I guess it is. So we're, I don't know. Let's let's take it out of there. Let's 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 take rent out of there. Never mind. <laughs> I retract my statement. Yeah. So I think we're both. I mean, you bought it, so I guess you're on the the. But we're both saying that we would buy it, I guess. It's weird because I didn't need to buy it because it's like they're online. Yeah, so. readily, readily available for free. Yeah. yeah, somewhere if you can find the site. So that's kind of a waste of purchase. But like, hey, I watched it for free on YouTube. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, still. And well, it says the guy who keeps like, bought, well, I guess this is rude of me to say, but you're a collectionist and completionist, so it's different. But like, you know, the guy who owns a lot of copies of Alien. Yeah, no, that no, I certainly can't. Uh, I can't say anything. Yeah. And it's also hard to watch uh, Alien li- illegally, <laughs> whereas like that's fair. Some of these OVAs, it's kind of standard to watch them illegally because they don't have physical copies of them. <laughs> uh, but I think next is Angel's Egg, if I'm remembering correctly. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, 100% yes is my oh, answer. Like, <laughs> we're like 4K version. Here, take my, we're take my money. Yeah. I've already got the money sitting right here, just waiting for them to take it from me. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this counts, but I'll just say it anyways because we own it already. But uh, Perfect Blue, yes. 100%. Like, yeah. Abs- That's one of those movies I mentioned earlier that I was waiting, was unable to find for forever. So. absolutely i would buy that which i did and i have a poster for it as well is this the one right here let me see i sent you that poster right or i sent you yeah it's right here i'm seeing it yeah. um yeah i sent you the uh, image of that right or that picture, yep. the picture i have it yeah it's a freaking awesome poster i can't wait to put that up somewhere now is that is that it did we cover any more anime after that funny how uh it's funny how we <laughs> you know reference anime every now and then but we haven't done much, so it looks like we got to put our uh, got to put our put our time in there now, eh? That's exactly what I was thinking. Is I was yeah, like I feel like we actually haven't covered much anime really in the grand scheme of things. Oh, we're oh we're sw- or we're we're on no oh boy, <laughs> we're uncultured. And my anime list in my uh, is currently at seventy nine, and I've probably only watched uh, maybe like 15, 16 of them oh wait we're forgetting the obvious one avatar hey that's yeah now you're getting wavery <laughs> the debate continues <laughs> oh and by the way my my list also includes uh anime ova series that they now classify as mini series on imdb but were released as ovas so i still don't know which channel we're gonna put those on because <laughs> yeah it's a good question uh obviously for all those uh, in the obvious like even though i could have made the obvious like you know reference to bubblegum crisis it's like because this is the same two production companies that worked on bubblegum crisis i have no idea as of now where we're gonna do that like which channel we're gonna put that on yeah because i in terms of the ova releases i mean i guess that they were kind of considered as sequels it was like oh you know got tune in next month to rent the sequel but it was they were produced more like episodic television and i guess we already did one with the blood rain that was a two-part episode thing it was just done yep. in omnibus form mm-hmm. but yeah i have uh armitage three i'm pretty sure was one of them although i didn't list the <laughs> the episode lengths uh, area 88 bubblegum crisis is in there and dominion tank police and oh yeah wait which one uh whatever the first one was okay because I'd like to do both. 80, 87, I think, or something. I didn't write the dates here. Yeah, there was the 87 one, then there's the new Dominion Tank Police, which is like 90 or 91, I believe. And then Doomed, Doomed Megalopolis, four episodes. Doomed Megalopolis. And Giant Robo, the animation, The Day the Earth Stood Still, seven episodes. That's a tough one. <laughs> seven episodes, damn. And plenty more than just that. Like, that's just his list. Yeah, and some of them... Because I started doing this partway through my list, so there's other ones mixed in here from the 80s that I 
in the 90s that I know have episodes. I just like I think Angel Cop. I don't think that I think that has episodes, I think. At most three, maybe. Yeah. Like limited two. We'll get to that one eventually. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, but either way, yeah, happy to definitely get get to some more of this stuff. And yeah, we can work out our 80s uh, kind of otherworldly series at some point. Yeah, because uh, what the hey was the one that they just released it on. You'll, you'll probably want to buy it, but they just released it on Blu-ray finally. It's um, what the hey's her name. It literally just reminded me of the series. I was like, uh, when we watched Dragon's Heaven, I was like, oh, it looks so. Is it? ira i believe yeah ira um it's just like it's just like weird not weird but like the the civilization she's in is is like very alien she's a human but like she's wearing similar like battle armor to what uh ikuru was wearing tonight so it's it's like i was like oh this feels like so much like that it's so weird oh but in a good in a good way i don't know if you've heard that yeah yeah, it's on my list. Ninety four. Yeah. Well, interesting. You, you said they released it on like four K or. I don't think they released it on four, but they re- they just I think uh, Discotech released it on Blu Ray. Excuse me. Oh, okay. There's, there's only a few that will get the four K treatment, and I wonder as when four K isn't as tedious as it is now. Well, not tedious, but when it isn't as time consuming as it is now, I wonder if everything will get the bump. Probably not. Like most likely not it's just, it is it is just like sustaining all these and yeah, yeah good luck discotech for that um <laughs> thank you for because i mean that that's shout factory that's uh a uh, a24 or aero video you know all those guys who are even if it is a bunch of crap um and you know not th- they are uh, and not like well thought out movies and just like you know b movies it's kind of nice that they're you know there's a market out there for that oh yeah no definitely yeah a lot of us weirdos who just devour that stuff and are willing to pay outrageous prices for it i would definitely say that is counterculture more than is mainstream <laughs> yeah and the collector market feels like it's becoming more of a counterculture element in general Ooh, so. okay nice well and it's... with i think i think within that sorry for interrupting i think within that there is different um yeah levels of it thank you that's it yeah there's different levels to each so it's like there's me like you know you could be a beatles uh memorabilia you can collect beatles memorabilia uh or rolling stones memorabilia and then like star trek stuff or then all of a sudden like b movies it's just like Okay, one's mainstream, one's not. Yeah. Yeah, but it's nice to see that a lot of that stuff is getting the attention that yeah, it deserves for the people who love it cuz yeah, there's a lot of the a lot of this OVA stuff I would think is not mainstream appeal kind of stuff. Oh, I mean like all the, like I said the, the probably a lot of like time has has like removed all this stuff and has not been kind to it, but again it definitely is very interesting uh piece of and i think also has in a way shaped and or was one thing that like helped progress the anime uh medium there we go medium uh to where it is now um because there was obviously oversaturation at one point and then it crashed and we you know uh came back with new stuff and built ourselves up again and then we you know we're we're here now today 